passionate about dogs and reading, whether you want the latest advice on how to keep your furry friend happy and healthy, training tips, inspirational memoirs, or anything else dog, Dog Eared is a podcast for you. Whether you're a first-time dog owner or a seasoned pro, I'll bring you weekly recommendations and interviews with authors, experts, and dog lovers from around the world. From finding the perfect book to reading it with your pup by your side, I'll cover it all. Tune in and find your next great dog-related read today. Every Wednesday, here on the same platform as Health Power. Does anyone else have a dog who's startled by their fart? If the fart has sound, the second that fart hits, they run. (laughs) It's like, what the heck was that? However... This is a dog that can sit on the couch, seeping farts for hours. They're silent, they're deadly, and he doesn't move. I'm just curious. I'm going to start dog-eared with a question. Now, of course, they're not always going to be about farts. And if you don't like farts, I apologize. But please don't leave. You don't want to miss out. I'm going to be interviewing incredible authors who have written books about dogs. They'll be memoirs, health books training books, everything dog, all the time. During the interview, I will always ask the guest the same first question. When did your love of dogs begin? I do have part of an interview that I did several years back with the wonderful Carol Novello about her book, Mutual Rescue, How Adopting a Homeless Animal Can Save You Too. There are also fantastic mutual rescue short films, which you can watch and Carol talks about in the interview, because I didn't have a chance to ask Carol this because I wanted to get this up to give you an idea of what's to come on Dog-Eared with Lisa Davis. I am super excited. I just love dogs. So I'll, I'll share my beginning of love of dogs. I feel like I came out of the womb just loving dogs. As a little kid, I just gravitated towards dogs. Now, the sad thing is my mother was afraid of dogs. So there was no way in hell she was going to get us a dog. So I was able to enjoy my best friend Cindy's dog. There was Polly, who was this beautiful basset hound. And then there was Tippy. And Tippy, I don't even know what Tippy was. Tippy was clearly a mutt. I would say some kind of cockapoo mix kind of thing. Super cute, super spunky. And Cindy would always yell, Tippy too, Tippy too. And oh my God, he would shake his whole body and get so excited. And then they got this other dog, another mutt, definitely had Shepherd, but a very small dog named Tequila. Now as a kid, I didn't know what Tequila was. Uh, my first exposure to Tequila was this wonderful dog, Tequila. And I love being at their house. I loved being around the dogs, but I still had that emptiness in my heart that I didn't have my own dog. So eventually, when I was 33 years old, yes, I had to wait until I was 33 flipping years old uh, to be stable financially. Actually, I don't even know if I was that stable, but stable enough with a place and a yard to get a dog. My husband and I went to the uh, MSPCA in our area. And there was all these dogs barking and barking. And then Bailey was in the back of his cage and he just looked so sad. He had a cone on his head. I had no idea what kind of dog this was. And I said, what's going on with him? And they said, oh, he's probably going to need an expensive surgery. And I looked at my husband with tears in my eyes and I said, we're getting that dog. Now, we were very lucky at the time. We didn't, we weren't paying any rent. We were living behind my husband's house and they had like an in-law apartment. Actually, it was kind of to the side of the house, but that's not important. So we took Bailey and 
he it was a pit mix and that was my first exposure to the flipping beauty and sweetness of pit bulls and yes you're going to hear a lot about pitties because they are my favorite but i love all dogs so bailey was my introduction to having a dog and he was around six months they found him on the street he had been hit by a car so they were guessing he was around six months so my husband had had dogs but i guess he forgot about like young dogs and crating and i didn't know anything I remember we went to Boston for the day and we came back and there was a pile of stuff. I mean, like every book in the apartment, any paper, cassette tapes. Yes, I had cassette tapes still. Just a huge pile of mess. And I'm like, what the heck is going on? And then we realized, oh, he's only six months. We need to create him. So we went through that. A couple years later, we got Bobo, who was a gorgeous, gorgeous German Shepherd Irish Setter mix. Oh my God, this dog's such an angel. So you're going to learn about these dogs. My dogs now are Blue, the Pity, and Benji, my lab, who's also an absolute sweetheart. I don't want to go on and on because I definitely want to play you. This is a very, just a short part of an interview with Carol Novello. But I really do hope you will come back to Dog-Eared with Lisa Davis. You'll tell your friends. You'll tell your family. I have got amazing guests already lined up. Uh, there are some, you know, there's going to be tears, there's going to be laughter, there's going to be facts. This show is going to help you to know what great books are out there, but also to just learn about wonderful things about your dog. So join me on this journey. Now we're going to jump into some excerpts from an interview that I did with the fantastic Carol Novello. Wow, you talk about attachment theory and you you write, what are some of the surprising things that happen when you become attached to a pet? Or you ask that question. So what are some of them? And you talk about that biochemistry of bonding. Yeah, there's two very interesting um, psychological concepts called a safe haven and a secure anchor. And a safe, they're basically what they sound like. It, you know, a safe haven is a place where you you derive comfort and a secure anchor is this base that gives you the ability to go out into the world so that you can accomplish your goals and feel secure in your ability to do that. And it's a psychological construct. And if we're fortunate to be raised in a family that provides us with that psychological construct, we internalize it and that helps us function and be present in the world. But, you know, most of us didn't grow up in perfect families. And so we have, you know, varying degrees of how we feel internally in terms of whether or not we have a sense of a safe haven or a secure anchor within ourselves. So if you don't have that and it hasn't been modeled for you, where are you going to get it? And you have to have an experience of, of being loved that provides you with, oh, that's what it feels like. And then when you start to have that feeling, you absorb it into your body and you start to internalize it. And then you can actually produce that for yourself. And so animals for me are a portal to be able to help you experience the kinds of things that you might've missed. And, you know, even, even in a wonderful family, I mean, it's not like animals are just for people that didn't have perfect childhoods. They're just as, you know, wonderful about helping you experience joy and the love of life and like, just like, oh, wow, a squirrel, isn't that the coolest thing ever? And <laughs> my daughter is. <laughs> we all need that. I mean, especially now when, uh, you know, it's, it's, so there's so much that they can awaken in us and help us experience that makes us become better humans. 
I wanted to talk about Eric and Petey because I read the book and I interviewed Eric. What a wonderful story. Eric and Petey was the very first mutual rescue film uh, that we made. So we've made a series of, of short films um, and the success of those short films is what actually led to the opportunity to be able to write and publish the mutual rescue book. They're fantastic, by the way. I've watched them with my daughter. We've been crying all morning and, and happy. If you go to mutualrescue.org, you can, uh, you can see those short films. The book itself is filled with tons of stories, um, some of which are in films, but there's so many in the book that are not, plus the book also has all the science. One of the things that, that came up for me, too, was, quote, animals turn strangers into friends. So I moved here 20 years ago to New England from California, never lived in cold weather, didn't know anybody, didn't have a job. My husband had a job right away, so that's why we moved here. So he was gone. I was by myself, so we got Bailey, my pit mix. And I take Bailey on walks into the woods, and that's how I made friends. Yeah. Because New England is, is a little, let's just say, and um, New Englanders, no offense, but it's not the friendliest place. And I'm, I'm always like, hi, how you doing? What's going on? Do you want to go to dinner? You know? And uh, they're like, I just met you. Like, who the hell are you? You know? But with Bailey, it was like, oh, let's get our dogs together. Yeah. And that's how I made my core group of friends. So. Yeah. It, it, is, it is pretty amazing. Well, what I always laugh is, is you know, you actually get to know the dogs' names before you know the people's names. And then eventually you're like, oh, no. and, oh, by the way, you know, that's really uh, pretty special that they, they do. They create bridges. And I think one of the things that I really love, especially about dogs, is it is a way for you to connect with someone that has nothing to do with your skin color, your sexual orientation, your economic background, what you do for a living. It's like... When you love animals, that is a way that you can connect with people that I think is just extraordinary. And you have an appreciation uh, for one another and just a way, again, I mean, it's not unlike, it, it's not like, but in some ways it is. When I think about, you know, trying to find that connection with my mother, how do, how do, you, how do you find an inroad? with someone that it appears that you don't have a connection to or anything in common with. And animals can be that bridge. And that's really pretty amazing. I hope you enjoyed that interview. For now, I'm going to post dog-eared every Wednesday on the same platform as Health Power. I'm super excited. I'm super happy. I've got Blue on one side of me, Benji on the other. Luckily, they're sleeping. But hey, if there's ever barking during this podcast, it is appropriate. At any rate, kiss your dogs for me and, you know, reach out to me on social media. If you like what you heard, if you want to share a story, if you want to let me know if your dog is startled by their farts or not, at Lisa Davis MPH. Thanks.